0: Welcome to Ageless by Rescue. This podcast is devoted to exploring the science of rejuvenation, uncovering the most trusted experts, the must have products, innovations, and technology in the field of vitality, aesthetics, new beauty, and cosmetic enhancement. Well, welcome to this very special episode. With Emily Roberson, who is a French beauty entrepreneur. And we're going to be talking about uncovering the timeless beauty secrets of French women. Emily is the co founder of the French Beauty Co., a company that specializes in bringing cult French beauty brands to our shores. With over 15 years of experience in the beauty industry, Emily is on a mission to bring the best of French beauty to Australia. As a French native, she has always had a passion for French pharmacies and skincare brands. In fact, she lives the beauty mantra, less is more, and is passionate about investing in the very best products to beautify the skin, not hide it. In this episode, Emily shared her insights on the growth of the French beauty category in Australia and around the world she shares her personal journey with curating brands and a digital platform for the French beauty company and the enduring fascination of the French pharmacy. We also discuss the grooming rules that French women live by, the natural approach of using green formulas and the demand for an effortless beauty routine and simplicity. Emily provides tips on what French women invest in save on and splurge on when it comes to beauty products and professional treatments to achieve that chic and always beautiful result. This episode is in partnership with the French Beauty Co. and I hope you enjoy it. Emily, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Welcome. Bienvenue.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited too.
0: Well, it is very exciting to have you. Um, I don't know if uh, you know, but I was born in France. I was born in Nancy. I speak oh, terrible, terrible French. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> I didn't know.
0: Yes. Can
1: we, uh, can we keep
0: going in French then? <laughs> uh, no, I think the listeners would have <laughs> automatically switched off. But I have such a passion for French beauty. Um, so not only was I born in France, but I actually returned and lived in Paris when I was 27. I quit my job at Estee Lauder group of companies where I was running two brands, Bobby Brown and Origins. To return to France because it had always been a passion of mine and I started a cosmetic company called Brand Makers and the very first brand that I imported and launched in Australia was Quarterly.
1: Yeah there you go such an amazing brand.
0: Yes and you're uh, you know in the intro I talked about mm-hmm. your history starting with Bioderma mm-hmm. but let's let's jump straight in about and I'd love you to kind of share as a French woman uh, your kind of definition of what the French beauty ethos is.
1: Yeah um, well for me French beauty is all about being minimalist Um, you know um, it's all about for me uh, less is more attitude I think really skincare comes first and then makeup is really here second it really comes to just beautify your skin just to Um, you know, make it to embrace and make it nicer. But I think it's all come down to skin and complexion. Um, I think the basis of all French skincare is hydration. I think we all learn in French from a young age that um, if a skin is well hydrated, it will be plump, it will look useful, uh, it will be protected against any type of aggressors, such as pollution or um, sun damage. Um, and I think this is the the key um, <clears throat> I, think I, I actually
0: sh- agree with you because one of the when when I lived in France and certainly from my mom who kind of developed her beauty routine from living in France for many years skin health and um, you know the juiciness of the skin seems to be a conversation that I've always heard and had and um, but married exactly as you said that philosophy of simplicity why do you think that is
1: I think we definitely understand that I think it all comes down also to those French pharmacy you know if you lived in France you know we have virtually a pharmacy at every corner in France so this is something we grew up with and naturally that's where we shop for beauty and we know that you can actually find a lot of products that are affordable, that are efficient, that are safe, that are endorsed by a a pharmacist or a professional. So I think we understand that you don't have to have a complicated skin routine, and you can just have products that are just really good and very efficient. So I think um, being born with that concept of French pharmacy, I think it's very important. And I don't think makeup as such is very important in France. I think, I think French they love you know the understated look you know like in fashion, and I think yes. the same comes with skincare. So I think makeup is more an accessory, where skincare is your core. Um, your you capsule
0: know. wardrobe. So you yes, have like this. Exactly. You know, we'll go, like
1: this. yeah.
0: Going back to the concept of simplicity, I think um, it's really interesting to to kind of make a cultural. Um, Uh, you know uh, the history of why the French love simplicity and one of the things that I was always fascinated by is the way when we think of French food we often think about you know uh, rich sauces incredible ingredients but it's the simplicity of the great ingredients that I noticed was really put on a pedestal in France so um I lived in the first arrondissement and um, I had a beautiful market, which was hundreds of years old in uh, Rue de Montegoi. And on this street were providors that have been yes. selling their goods and services for hundreds of years. And there was a specialist butcher. There was a specialist herb providor, There was a specialist tomato providor. Yes. And so... The simplicity of preparing a meal um, came from selecting the very, very best ingredients and putting these together in a way that created something incredible. And for me, when I think about French beauty, whether it be fragrance or skincare or um, even beauty treatments that I've had in France, there seemed to be a simplicity and an order that they really respect that it's about uh, quality it's about uh, where things have come from yes and then the art of putting it together and and I really love that about the French beauty philosophy and the French living philosophy
1: yeah I, I think you're totally right there I think it's all about I don't think French really believe in fast trends you know people like really love uh, to stick to routine and what works for them I think a lot of women especially in Australia think that they have to try you know to use so many products to achieve you know to have a nice skin Uh, you actually can keep it quite minimal and simplistic but it's all about that consistency Uh, I think that's one thing you know that the French do, uh, and getting the best, as you said, the best ingredients, the best quality of everything is very important.
0: In your experience, you know, as someone who's an entrepreneur in the French beauty space and also someone who has worked for some of, you know, the most important and impressive brands that have been imported into Australia, do you think there's a reason why You know, that French pharmacy is such a fascinating destination uh, for not only, you know, French nationals, but also tourists and anyone who happens to be lucky enough to walk through one. What is it about the French pharmacy as a destination for beauty that really captivates people?
1: Look, I think French pharmacy, like back home, they're very different to the pharmacy we have here. First of all, most of them are privately owned. Uh, and I think French, they really, really trust the advice of the pharmacist. You yes. know, it's, it's about um, the marketing and what you read about the product. It's definitely all about the recommendation. So that is like, key. obviously word of mouth from your friend, but what the professional will tell you will come first, so that's one thing. I think the fact that it is affordable, I think it, it does come. Uh, it it comes to play. Uh, you know that the products are very safe. If they actually are sold in pharmacy, it means that you know they don't have nasties like certain preservative. Um, they have done all the clinical tests, so you know that they actually are efficient and they work. It's not just you know pretty um and and they are accessible the fact that we there is a pharmacy everywhere it's easy to find so you know I think that's why a lot of those French cult products they become so big and iconic because they're easily uh accessible and you know they're good
0: it's funny because I guess um in other parts of the world we equate cult or iconic with something that's rare and only a few people can access. Whereas I guess, again, you know, looking at the cultural um, heritage of a a, a country, France is essentially a socialist country and there is this very much an egalitarian uh, sense of responsibility throughout the culture. And even the beauty is democratised in that way is that it's not available only to the elite. I'm wondering... if if we can talk about beyond skincare products, what is the overall attitude toward other areas of beauty, for example, aesthetics, um, treatments, and even surgery?
1: Um, I think, look, in terms of surgery and aesthetic procedure as such, I don't think the French are as much into it as, I mean, it's less democratised than it is here in Australia, I think um, French really want to embrace the natural side of things. I think it could be for different reasons. I don't I honestly don't think the French want to spend the time and the, the effort to go into it. I think sometimes they just can't really be bothered and they just they just want to enjoy life. And you know, so they're like, oh, that's you know, this is just easier that way. Um they also um I would say also it's more um, in terms of, I don't know, like I know some, I'm thinking about some actresses at the moment in France. They've all decided to keep their grades. It's very trend at the moment. haven't seen that in the US as much or in Australia. So it's really like showing, you know, you can be ageing and you can be beautiful the way you are. Mm. Um, however, what I think is different is more, um. Prevention is a big thing in France. And I don't like it's, you know, you understand that it's going to be a very long term process and you have to look after your skin from a very young age. Um, I think like it comes back to what I was saying about sticking to routine. I think um, probably the French have a bit more of a simplistic routine and same with like, you know, Botox and all that. They don't really include all those things, but they're extremely consistent like you know ah, so okay. that's
0: the secret consistency
1: I think so I think um like a lot of women uh, you know would like things like body care for example I don't see being a big thing in, in Australia people concentrate more on their face you know absolutely and-
0: absolutely he- face hair and nails is about kind of the the universe of beauty that we often hear about we often talk about but you're Absolutely right. Body care is huge, and overall health and uh, vitality of skin is a conversation that people have.
1: Correct, and that is a long-term treatment, and that's where I don't think the French—they don't believe in quick fix. Where Ah. Australians will be like, Botox. You know, I'm aging. I'll do this, or I'll do skin needling, or I'll do uh, cryotherapy. You know, they'll go a bit more for invasive treatment. But they'll be willing to invest more time and energy straight away, where I think the French will do it more on a long term.
0: I'm curious because you touched on on this before uh, about the trend of you know going with your natural grades and um, accepting um, aging and loving exactly the stage that you're at. Um, What would you say is the overall cultural attitude towards um, women as they age? You know, we saw recently, I can't remember who it was, uh, but Catherine Deneuve uh, fronted a campaign for uh, a fashion brand. I think it was Burberry or something. I can't remember, but, you know, being celebrated in her exact glory now, not just uh, like we do with some icons you know there are some icons where we always look to the past version yes. of who they were to admire their beauty but there seems to be this return i mean even in the us with pamela anderson you know since she came out on netflix right. there seems to be this celebration of where she is now and um you know i think of other french actors and actresses what is the attitude toward aging women in french society and and how is it different to what you've experienced having now lived in Australia?
1: Yeah, I think, um, in all honesty, people embrace ageing a little bit better. I think it also comes even from the media. You know, if you watch the news, you'll have presenters that are in their sixties. You know, we have we've had this um, uh, TV presenter. She does the weather. She's in she's in her seventies and she's still on TVs and she looks beautiful. And I think. Uh, it's empowering women just to tell absolutely people. yeah you it's not because you're past 40 or 50 that you're not uh, good enough um it, it's quite surprising so um yeah
0: and you know even on tiktok you you look at french actresses and iconic figures that are that are popular again
1: yeah well someone like jen birkin i don't know if it, she's very well known here in Australia, but obviously in France, she's quite a, an icon. Um, she recently had a stroke, and she came to one of the big gala only a couple of weeks ago. And all the media, you know, were saying how beautiful she looked and how amazing it is that she's come back and. You would think she may not have wanted to show herself because she's had a lot of medical issues and you know she's put weight on and things like that. But um, I think French were really really happy to see her and just to show her to see that she was just sure yeah being natural. So I think it's um yeah it, it's something that French are really uh, keen. I know like we've worked with one of the brand on, on a campaign and their um, the strategy is like all about showing real skin acne and blemishes and I said to them I don't know if it's going to work for the Australian market because often I feel it's just my perception and I might be wrong but Australians want to see beautiful skin beautiful people and not on like not so much the imperfection where I know in France this is what people want they want real skin real stories um, so I think th- this approach is quite different um, overall. And,
0: and in my experience, one of the things that makes going out in France or traveling to, you know, the hotspots like Saint-Tropez or Cannes or, uh, you know, those beautiful hotels and restaurants in Paris is that you will see the co- combination of social structures between the young, the middle-aged, and the old, and they absolutely socialized together. You you know, I remember when I lived in Paris going to Castel, you know, the nightclub yes. in the 6th, so cute, and I remember just walking down the stairs, and at the bottom of the stairs was this older gentleman, I think he would have been in his 70s, and he was literally waiting at the bottom of the stairs uh, to greet whoever came down the stairs, and he would take them for a spin on the dance floor, but it It wasn't sleazy, it wasn't weird, it wasn't an anomaly. He, you know, he appreciated youth and we respected his wisdom and age and charisma. And if you go to a restaurant, the tables will be full of people with lots of different age groups, whereas in Australia, that's almost an anomaly. You know, if if you go to a restaurant, you'll see a group of young women or a group of young men or a group of couples all about in the same age group unless it's the people's parents yes, people uh, for a birthday mix. or something you don't see that mixing of age and therefore I think when you don't see it and when you don't socialize with it you don't understand the the richness uh and and also just how vibrant people are at every age at every stage it's it's not a, the age bracket that defines you it's it's who you are and your energy and your projection
1: I totally agree with you, 100%, yeah.
0: And you definitely, you know, I've been in Saint-Tropez at Saint and, you know, when people start dancing and uh, having fun, it, it is all ages and everyone, everyone is present and everyone looks m- amazing. And the, And as you said, there is real beauty in embracing that moment and not trying to be, you 100%. know, who you were in your 20s.
1: I think being happy with yourself is so important like we we at French Beauty Co, we use that quote of Coco Chanel that say um, beauty begins the moment you decide to be yourself but I honestly think that is so true it's like once you're happy with yourself if you smile a lot um, you know people will see beauty beauty is not just about looking a certain look
0: so you started uh, the French Beauty Co. It's it's an online business. Um, how did you birth this uh, business into Australia?
1: Yeah, um, so we started in two thousand eighteen uh, when we were distributing a few French brands in Australia. Um, at the time, we saw some increasing challenges working with the uh, traditional uh, retailer. A uh, few different things, you know, uh, space constraint on shelf, difficulty to communicate when we wanted, uh, also quite tricky to bring those more niche brands. So those brands that are huge in France but that are really little known in Asia Pacific. Uh, and in the same time, we saw they were an increasing interest for French beauty, um, especially with the media. You know, we saw the journalists were really fond of those French beauty brands, really supportive. And um, there were really a gap in the market. So we started in 2018 more with French pharmacy brand. Um, because that was the core DNA of what we were doing and then fast forward the pandemic we just succeeded in launching other categories such as hair care uh, fragrances makeup um, so yeah it's it's been really good I mean in, in just a few years we've seen a an really big growth um, today I think we have nearly 40 brands on the website and just this year we're launching another 20 brands
0: Unbelievable. That's you know, you touch you touched on hair, which I think is a really interesting, you know, if you Google or um you go on TikTok or Instagram, uh French girl hair is a is a yes. category of its own and it's it's an enigma of its own, but it's hair not the way we know it. And yes. I again had when I was living in Paris, um experience this big cultural shift because I was someone who was into that really flawless grooming uh, you know almost an American style of grooming that you know I would go and have a couple of blowouts a week it would have to look a certain way not one hair out of place and i had been doing that since I was 18 and when I went to Paris and wanted to find a a hair salon I was (laughs) re-educated in the whole idea of what it's like to look after your hair. And I was wondering if you could share with me how the French view hair care and hair styling and how we can incorporate that into our own grooming practices.
1: Yeah, look. I think in terms of hair, it comes down to what we discussed about about that effortless French look, that French beauty ethos. You know, I don't think French girls like to be overdone. So style- never,
0: never, ever. Even if they're going to the opera or to a fashion show, no one is overdone.
1: No. I don't think it's seen as being a nice thing. I think people want to look natural. Um, They like styling tools, hair extension. They're not very big or not as big as they are here. Um, I think, honestly, it also comes down to what we were saying before, you know, time and effort. I don't know. can't be bothered. (laughs) I don't think they can be bothered, in all honesty. But I think they also really want that less is more attitude, really natural. So I think... It's something that, yeah, we've learned. I think apart from maybe, you know, the signature red lipstick that's a little bit more overdone, in terms of beauty and hair, it needs to be very, very simple uh, and minimalistic.
0: Um, I think But the hair care was not so minimalistic from my experience. So that, you know, every visit to the salon would be a hair scalp massage. There would be... A lot of attention on, you know, the cut being uh, clean and uh, immaculate, my scalp being really healthy, my hair smelling good, my hair feeling soft. But you're right, the hair tools and, you know, the overcoloring and overprocessing, yes. no way. Like I had to really step away from the uh, GHD.
1: Yeah, I think it's more about the quality of the hair care as compared to the quantity of, single, of product use. Um, I think also we have different approach. Like I know in terms of shampoo, Australian, they love, you know, they want shiny hair, which um, makes sense. But people are like, they, they, I guess, open to the idea of using silicone and product that will make the hair more plump and more shiny. Where I think we have a lot of, in France, we sell a lot of non-detergent shampoo, so they don't foam. So I know from Australian point of view, we'll be like, well, if it doesn't foam, does it actually wash your hair? But we do like, you know, the double uh, cleans, uh, even with the shampoo, um, obviously always using, you know, good uh, conditioner or treatment. I think we're very much into the hair treatment. and so- Very
0: much so, very much so. Absolutely. Uh, it
1: comes back to that consistency, you know, every weekend, you know, you will exfoliate your face, you'll do a hair mask, you know, it is part of what you normally do. Um, So I think it's more about going to a really good hairdresser, looking after your hair, making sure your hair looks healthy. Then you don't, again, need many um, things to hide it. You just leave your hair as it is. Um, Same with hair coloring. I think some French women um, don't mind having their natural hair color. You know, it's like, just embrace what you have, but just make sure that it looks beautiful.
0: You know, uh, something else that we touched on just briefly, but I want to go back to is that pleasure and consistency seems to play a a really huge part in the French beauty ethos and pleasure in terms of how product feels, how product smells, um, what it feels like when, you know, when you apply a beautiful lotion to your body, what it uh, feels like uh, when you Are applying, you know, even a cleanser. the the scent the the sensual aspect of French skincare to me is is really a highlight uh, of the brand uh, of the brands. And um, can you share with me more on on the subject of pleasure?
1: Yeah, look, I think um, French love pleasure, like it's well known. You know, we're not shy. Yes, enjoying life, cheese,
0: wine, music, love.
1: (laughs) Exactly, you know, um, life's too short not to enjoy. So I think, and we take time for it, you know, it's same like, you know, we take an hour lunch every day, you know, we we want to take time for everything. Uh, but I think you're right, I think um, the way we have the product, it's not about the packaging itself being beautiful or being endorsed by a celebrity. But the texture, the scent are very important. Um, the it needs to be very pleasurable. People really enjoy those moments, and that's why a lot of things are done at home. You don't go to a salon to get your nail done. You can do it at home if it's give you pleasure and um, you know it's a good time for you. So I think. Um, the texture itself like we're very keen and i think that's what um a japanese brands do really well as well but you know having really nice gel texture or jelly or or product that transform with water from oil to gel and things like that that's very important the the brands spend a lot of time in terms of the texture um fragrances are very popular even though in those French pharmacy, you have a lot of those fragrance-free products, but it still needs to smell nice and still need to be very pleasurable. Um, so I think, yes, the, the French, they definitely, because they're creature of habit, once they stick, they, they like to stick to a brand, but they still want to have lots of fun and um, it needs to be a moment, Lack of self-care. I think self-care is very important.
0: Yes, I, and I think that that's what, you know again going back to the food analogy um it was about choosing something that is an absolute pleasure to look at to smell to prepare to eat um Mm -hmm. same with you know wine you know on every street corner certainly in paris there was specialist wine stores that would specialize in one region or one type of wine and you would go in and um you would be guided through this journey, and even if you were buying a bottle of wine that was ten euros the the experience of discovering this one special of wine and the amount of information and the pleasure you would have in um, drinking it later because you had learned so much about it and it was recommended to you in such a beautiful way really enhanced uh, the likelihood of you buying it again and and becoming loyal to it and I definitely had that experience with French pharmacy brands, you know, I would have my facials uh, within a French pharmacy, there would be at least three beauty rooms, the The staff, there would be very well trained. How do you help your customers navigate since you're only online? What What can they look for on the French Beauty Co website to help yeah. guide their journey and discovery?
1: Yeah, look, we, we do um, try. So we obviously have a, an online, like people can call us. We, you know, always are here to answer all their questions. We have a forum online so people can, you know, chat with us. We spend a lot of time trying to give advice to people. Uh, and then just, you know, through blogs, trying to write about the different, um, like what you said, you know, French um, hair you know what is it about what all the products you need to try why is it so different so I think education is very important and it takes a bit of time uh, because some of the products are different to um, the French the Australian product that you may find so it takes a bit more time to explain the differences. Um, So yeah, we we try to to help um as much as possible with education. Uh, And we are looking this year to actually open our first pop-up store. So that would be very excited to have that face-to-face relation with the the customers as well.
0: Now you talked about currently stocking 40 brands and another 20 coming on board this year. So I'm going to ask you to pick some of your favorite children. uh, <laughs> i know i know but maybe you could let's maybe have a few skincare brands a few hair care brands a few body care or fragrance brands that that you think are really worth discovering that we may not even know of yet
1: okay so probably skincare look i'll have to start with bioderma obviously i've worked for the brand for quite a long time but to me they like they're the inventor of the famous
0: which i um, use every
1: day and, you know, French women, every single person use one. Like, I, it's such part of the cleansing routine, you know, because not only it's a cleanser, it's also helps uh, obviously to remove makeup, but it's also great against pollution and impurities. All this we know that leads to premature aging. So it is a, a lot more than just cleansing. I
0: actually uh, spoke to a scientific formulator recently, and they said to me that, micellar water is a fantastic first step in a double cleanse and 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 really it's it's not cheating it is it does it is great for your skin as part of a you know step to remove the makeup and prep the skin and if you wanted to you could double cleanse with a gel or a cream cleanser afterwards so bioderma micellar water okay next
1: one um look another french um beauty icon will be aven in terms of skin. yes yes in their famous thermal water you can't go wrong you mean but, the
0: spray the, the aven spray. spray? yes
1: yeah um amazing. they have
0: great face masks too
1: oh uh, look they have um, i uh. think I've done a lot for um, Australian women and to communicate about sensitive skin. You know, yes, when I, I came to Australia, so that was more than 15 years ago, um, I feel like people, everyone would claim they have sensitive skin, but they didn't really know what sensitive skin was like. And I think I've done a lot for uh, the category in Australia. Um, so yeah, definitely their thermal water is amazing. Uh, face face uh, masks are great too um also I mean I can't not mention the beauty giant La Roche-Posay um amazing in uh, dermatology and for everything that's skin condition related yes uh, they really have fantastic products that are science-based and that are really efficient um probably a last one in skincare will have to be embryolis. yes um, a bit more niche uh in the market only launched a couple of years ago but the product actually is one of the oldest laboratory. It's been created in uh, in the 50s, so it's quite old, like um, uh, 20 years or 30 years um, before La Roche Posay, and they have a famous six-in-one moisturizer and primer, which is. Honestly, the best multi-purpose product you can have with you when you travel, um, in your handbag. You know, you can use it for so many. So that's um, the
0: one with the blue and white.
1: Yeah, correct. So it's um, it, it's a really good everyday moisturizer and a good primer, but you can also use it as a cream cleanser, as an express mask, after wow. wave, after sun um, exposition. So it's really like a SOS multitasker. Uh, and it's a product that has been endorsed by makeup artists all around the world as well. So-
0: I was introduced to that product by my facialist. I remember um, uh, i I had a treatment, and I had actually super dry skin at the time. and um she gave me the last of her tube. She said, "You know what? Just take I've put this on your face, but I also want you to take okay. this." And that was about uh, five years ago, and she was getting it every time she went over to France. and um, since it was launched here uh it's so nice to have it and i know that the brand is now expanded you know it's it's certainly more than that one cold cream and oh, i was actually just sent uh, a new uh, anti-aging range from the brand with the pink
1: yeah the active range the yeah active they range. have um they have an amazing night peeling cream okay um, which doesn't yes. contain aha so great also you know if you're like breastfeeding pregnant and all that like it's super super gentle but yet super efficient and it's very i think like this brand is very good with um that you know like post covid a lot of people have been moving towards hybrid skincare multi-purpose like people want easy quick routine yes fast results and i think those type of brand have been doing super well because they're targeting all those
0: um Speaking of super brands um, that you know that multitask and yes. and do so well, what do you think is you know if I if I was to t- uh, take the French ethos for skincare, what would be a good super routine that you know you think would, or perhaps you do it yourself, is is quintessentially French but really effective?
1: Well, I think fr- a French routine will have to be. Simple and quick, but it's a routine that you'll have to follow all year round. I think it's, I come back to that consistency. You cannot just do it, you know, in the summer months and then don't do it after. You really need to stick to it all the time. I think the routine will be simple, will be cleansing, you know, double cleanse twice a day. Very important. Never go to bed with makeup. So that's where your micellar water <laughs> comes handy um moisturize moisturize is key 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 i think like yeah it it sounds hydration
0: plump hydration
1: is so important like you need your skin to look yeah hydrating and and plump uh sunscreen obviously i mean i'll be honest on this one i never really understood as much when i lived in france i mean we use the french are
0: sun worshippers like they love
1: the yes. sun. <laughs> sun is so much gentler so I don't yeah. think we understand I think it took me honestly a few good years to understand I had to put sunscreen in winter it wasn't a given for me uh even living in Melbourne that I realized that you actually do need to use sunscreen no, every day. You do. Um, and uh, do not underestimate body care honestly that would be one tip I would give to everybody because like you can have a beautiful looking skin on the face with like wrinkle free. But what happens if your chest, your tummy, your arms look all dry and wrinkly? So I think body care is super, super important.
0: Do you have any French brands that um, either you have or you're excited that's coming soon that yeah. you think are exceptional in that body care category?
1: Uh, look, I have to say nukes. Uh, uh nukes yeah. very famous for their multi-purpose dry oil not only that's
0: the the gold one right
1: yeah so it comes so now they've actually launched so many new ones so they have the classic which is the plain oil they have the golden shimmer for the
0: summer which is so beautiful Um, and smells amazing i used to always buy that in france always and i put it in my hair as well
1: yes so that's the thing, because you can use it body, face, you know, you can mix it with your foundation to add more glow on your hair. Uh, as a, you can even use it as a hair treatment. You know, you can leave it on for a couple of minutes and then you do your shampoo afterwards. So it will make your hair a lot more shiny. Uh, it's a really beautiful product. The, the the brand Nukes, they do so many beautiful, even body care with, uh, with uh, honey. So really rich and like coming back to those pleasurable and the texture and the scent they're really really big there uh, and another brand that i w- would recommend is somatulin i'm not sure it's it's probably a bit more niche here in australia but they're really really great for anything um, that's uh cellulite um or you know like just slimming and um like because the french that was wine- a
0: big category i i remember that being a massive massive category Uh, you know if you go into French pharmacy in particular there was a lot of information so there were supplements that dealt with skin firmness and orange peel water retention absolutely and then you know dry body brushing it is a essential ritual that uh, you know my French girlfriends would talk about like of course we wake up and we do this it's it's a non-negotiable and then Uh, body oils um, for lymphatic drainage massages, things like that were really, really big. Um, Yeah,
1: I I think
0: think it's funny. Sorry. Go ahead.
1: Oh, no, I was just saying it's funny because I think uh, Australian or on the other hand, you're a lot more about fitness and exercise. I don't think the French are so much into it, but then we use a lot more of the body care to actually make sure the skin is looking nicer and firmer Uh, it's quite a different approach or like here you know it's all about tanning tanning is so big where back home it's like no you don't want to hide anything you just want your skin to look
0: you mean um spray um, tanning yeah 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 as a as a way of masking any imperfections. yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah so it's it's quite different but i think yeah i would say body care if you want to feel French and be French is definitely one thing you need to incorporate in your everyday routine, morning and night.
0: Can I ask you, um, and again, I haven't lived there for a long time, I've visited obviously, but where do you think uh, French women get inspiration for their um, ideal beauty, their sense of health span and um, their attitudes towards aging? Is it a celebrity driven culture? Is it something that's passed on from mother to daughter? Is it, um, uh, you know, are they really involved in what's trending on social media? Where is it coming from now? Because I know where it was before, but that was, you know, I lived in France before there was social media. So I'm curious as to what's driving trends and um, brand growth too.
1: I don't think French believe in fast trends and they don't follow as much celebrities in saying that it has changed a little bit. We social media have to agree there, but I think overall, it's definitely more about uh, what it's passed from the generation from your mom for your grandmother. It's, it's not really, I think French are a little bit um, how to say that, but they, they, they they don't really care what other people think or what other people do, so they follow more their own paths in that way. Saying that, I feel in terms of aesthetics, things have changed a little bit lately, and that's where you know um, n- nail salons and um, it, people are a bit more. We, we are moving towards more those global trends which we didn't have before. Um, when so- I lived
0: in Paris, there was no such thing as a nail bar and for your pedicure you went to a podiatrist that's right all pedicures are performed by a podiatrist and in fact it was um the founder of cordalie who recommended me to her podiatrist and i would go there once a month for a medical uh pedicure which is the only thing that was available and it's oh what an experience it's incredible um but you do get perfect feet and you have an examination to make sure that you know, since you walk around everywhere, that your instep is correct, that um the skin on your feet is smooth, that they're groomed perfectly. But there is no such thing as a quick fix now bar.
1: To be honest, in terms of the pedicure, it's still the case, and on top of that, it's even reimbursed by your the French Medicare. So even more, you know, that's wow. why the health system is so different. Um, but definitely now like for the the manicure you can see a lot more salon popping up and the trends are very similar to what we have here in in, uh, in Australia and, and coming from the U.S. and everywhere else um, but I do think that the French um, still follow their own path in that way and they want to stay very French so I don't think they they don't want to embrace so much what they see on in different countries I think they making a point you know that's very French to make a point to just keep the way they want to look um, yeah but I do think that overall things are changing and we're all coming a bit more to those global trends yes um, and what you like going back I've seen things now I'm like oh yeah it's a lot more similar to what we have here so yeah
0: um, you know obviously Sephora was a, a French invention of LVMH and it was the first kind of Uh, global experience of a multi-brand one-stop destination where self-discovery you know so to me it always borrowed from that French pharmacy model where it was um, you know brands all at one level in in categories Um, but I'm I'm curious. Uh, so, you know, you have Sephora that has some luxury brands. You have pharmacy that's over here. You have the clinics and salons, which are also very, very powerful in France. They're, you know, everyone has a beauty beautician that they yes. visit from a very young age, and a lot of brands are that you would look after your skin through uh, your salon. Yes. I'm wondering if you could share with me, in your experience, what French women will. Splurge on, and what French women will save on.
1: Yeah, I think definitely what you just say. People uh, French women will uh, spend a lot of money going to their beautician. I think facial are extremely important, and as you say, we do that from a young age. And I think that comes back to that consistency. You go there, you know, every couple of weeks, and uh, you know, you trust that person. You know, that person will do the right thing by your skin. So I think. And it comes back to skin, you know, you invest a lot in that skin. I think people spend in makeup, but not as much. I think, you would invest, you know, in a couple of like a great mascara, nice lipstick and foundation. But there's not as many steps as what we found here. Even things like, you know, looking after your eyebrows. um, That's not some like it's only just started in France. And here in Australia, we've been doing this for a while. So And isn't
0: it interesting because, again, one of the big search terms is French girl brows. And what a French girl brow is, is a brow that's never been plucked, never that's been right. over-tweezed, never been treated. It's bush it's natural it's uh you know it's re- untouched
1: that's right exactly so i think yeah in that way um people w- w- we not spending the money there it's changing again um people will spend a lot in skincare overall i think good moisturizer good serum good cleanser i do think we spend a lot more in mask and you know weekly treatment like um exfoliant peel and things like that things you can do at home as well um air mask so like maintenance product i think we spend a lot more uh, as compared to what people spend here um i think we also spend quite a bit in you know things like body wash and everyday hygiene product i think here in australia people spend a lot on certain categories like you know your eye serum or your face serum because you know they're the most potent product but then they won't spend any money on a cleanser but it's like you actually need to spend money on the whole routine otherwise you won't see the result Um, so that's one thing I think uh, in terms of skincare one thing I've noticed in France um, ingredients which, which is the same here but uh, ingredients such as retinol, hyaluronic acid, they're extremely popular because, because people want easy, fast routine. They realize that it can uh, target different skin concern and it works for a lot of women. So I think having that fast result for them, um, th- that's why they're going towards the stuff of product. So I think ingredients-based product have been very, very popular.
0: So would you say then, because most of those ingredients, the first place we discover them is in serums. Yes. Are are French women using serums as well as part of their simplified skincare routine?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Serum is probably the number one um, product people would look for. Yes. Wow.
0: Wow. That's so interesting. Now, before we started recording, we were talking about areas of expansion for you and sexual wellness and um Intimacy Products is an area that French Beauty Co. is about to expand into. Can you tell me more about that?
1: Yeah, yeah. So as I said, when we started, we were very much French pharmacy focused, so what we call dermocosmetics, so like one foot in beauty, one foot in dermatology. And then as the um, months progressed, we went a bit more into French beauty and lifestyle. And that's where, you know, sexual wellness uh, came into play, obviously, post-COVID, you know, um, it was less taboo to talk about it. And I think even, you know, sexual coach have had a very positive impact because they've opened up the dialogue with Absolutely. Yeah.
0: what
1: works, what doesn't work. Uh, and, yeah, we've seen, you know, a lot of demand in this area. Um, even at home products so you know nail care nail polish uh at home hair uh dying um like color you know hair color yes um that's increased a lot i think i mean it, it, like the way we've lived after COVID has changed so people want to do more things at home that's what we've noticed on our website um But in terms of, you know, future uh, development for us, we definitely want to go a bit more into green and sustainable brands or sustainable product. I think, again, post-COVID people, uh, they've been buying fewer products, but they want more sustainability and more transparency from brands.
0: Definitely, definitely. And I know that that comes very natural in the French kind of culture you know bio wines um um organic wines which which they call bio and um bio skincare um and certainly you know when you shop because there there's no culture of these well certainly in paris there isn't in, in other cities and outside in the suburbs there are the big supermarkets but the the origin of each um you know, fruit and vegetable Correct. or meat Trust is really important, or cheese, you know, cheese are very, very specific.
1: Yes, definitely. And I think not that Australian are not uh, into it, but I think French, they look really much into the preservative, what's in the product. Right. Um, it's very important, you know, like I know a few years ago, all we talked about in France was phenoxyethanol and all those um, preservative, And here, People obviously didn't like them, but it wasn't so much like if this is in the product, I would never use it um so definitely that part is very important and also the sustainability part of things you know is the product recyclable um what type of is it made of plastic and things like that people are very keen i feel that it's funny i think Australians are very much into this but in the same time i can see now in france you know they do a lot of solid shampoo solid soap refillable um body wash you know like you just buy your little refillable thing that you put in your bottle haven't seen that as much in australia and even talking to the traditional retailer they are interested but in saying that it's not really happening as much yet
0: and are you working on bringing more uh natural based products yes,
1: to the french yes. beauty care? Yeah, that's, um, so that's definitely something we've been uh, working on. That's really where we have a lot of demand and we want to go more in this area. Um, there's brands like uh, La Rosé, which is uh, the most profitable, uh, that was the most profitable brand last year in French pharmacies. They're all natural, sustainable. Those brands are doing extremely well. So they are uh, you know, the area we want to go in. Another big one, which is a very tricky one to bring into australia is beauty supplement you know all that glow within and um and even you know we have a lot of brands um which it will take a few years before we can bring them but we do supplement even for sun care you know i know i was
0: just about to say so you know again i lived in paris years ago but when i did it was the first time i was introduced to a beauty supplement it, you know long before we were all taking collagen supplements the french were taking beauty supplements and i remember cordelie as a matter of fact uh, i think it was called vino perfect was yes. the name of their supplement which was a, a resveratrol product which yes. is now you know the number one antioxidant that you ever talk about in regenerative medicine is resveratrol and this was 20 years ago they came up with vino perfect and as you were saying with sun care products you know there was there were brands where you would take and it would boost your um, melatonin yeah
1: Yeah. so those I know will take a bit longer to bring into Australia Um, but even like yeah beauty supplement because I think i mean, we we already have quite a lot in Australia, But if you go to the pharmacies, it's more about you know muscle pain and bone density. It's a bit more the medical side of the vitamin, not so much the beauty side of things. So right I think there's definitely a lot of um, potential here.
0: So I'm going to finish it off by covering the one subject that we've kind of not talked about a lot, which is makeup. And yes. I would love your advice, like, if we were going to go down the path of quintessentially, French, Ethos of Beauty, what would be a makeup look or what would be the essential items in your makeup bag and what would you leave out of it?
1: All right. So I'm (laughs) I'm gonna repeat myself, but I would say first, you know, skincare preparation, the base. So obviously, really good uh moisturizer, you know, you need your skin need to look glowy already. As I said before, I don't really believe the makeup is there to hide your skin. You know, you don't want to hide your freckles or your beauty spot. You know, it's all about enhancing it. So I think um, once your skin is already glowy, um, I'm very, I'm a, I think French do love a good skin tint or BB cream. We're not, foundation used to be popular. They're definitely less popular. So I think something that's give you the coverage, but still um shows a little bit of the skin texture is very important
0: one of the best cc creams i've ever tried in my life was from embryolese wow
1: they do really good it
0: is so natural It it's your skin only lovely and you can still see the texture of your skin it's not a mask Even does a nice tinted one too
1: yes absolutely definitely and i think that's really that idea of you're going to you know, add color, you're going to beautify your skin, but you're not hiding any of it. Um, So that would be a good one. In terms of eyes, I would say, obviously, concealer is still a very big one. Uh, In terms of the eyeshadow and all this, I think we're very much into the nude color palette because I think the importance still remain on the lips. So you can't do both. So having something that's more muted at the top with a really nice mascara, I mean, a little touch of eyeliner. Eyeliner is still very much on trend, even though it's been going on for quite a long time. But I think lips, you know, that signature lips, red lips or something a little bit stronger is extremely on trend. Um, and blush. We, I mean, I know Australians love a good blush as well, but I think uh, having a little bit of definition. So blush, but not contouring. Contouring, I don't think it ever, never really
0: worked in france it never took Um, off
1: i don't know (laughs) why i think it was again i think it comes down to too much work (laughs) and too much effort um but definitely like a good blush would be uh very important in terms of makeup
0: oh emily well first of all you are gorgeous you have the quintessentially beautiful glowing french skin uh and it has been so nice to talk to you Uh, you know even just remembering some of those experiences that I had with beauty when I was living in France and, you know, every time I I visit, but I think you're doing a beautiful job with the French Beauty Co. bringing so many gorgeous brands. Do you know, I knew about the French Beauty Co. obviously being in the media, but I had no idea until you relaunched your website a few weeks ago just how many brands that you stock and one of the brands um that i will call out that you stock which i love is a french fragrance called obvious uh yeah i think it's david frossard you know? who owns yes. who created this. so i'll tell you a cute story i used to um i launched and imported lattes and parfume in australia many years ago
1: yes.
0: and david was there there you go and I was invited to create my own fragrance at Latte Saint Parfumé with his guidance. And that was one of the most extraordinary experiences of my life. So when he launched Obvious, I obviously loved all his fragrances because of the personal connection, but I didn't realize you stocked it as well. So
1: yeah, we recently Great. stocked that brand. It's like, not only it's beautiful, um, the scent or really next level. I think you're really next level. Experience. He
0: is an incredible perfumer
1: yeah like it's so subtle it's just I don't know it's hard to explain but it's like once you smell obvious you're like I understand why it is different and I love the fact you know it's like they use cork um on top of the product it's all recyclable like there's so much more to the brand uh it's very beautiful so yeah we're very very um we, we're very lucky to have a lot of beautiful brands and not only the international brand that everyone knows about I think it's like if you're you know if you love the French culture and you love French beauty go and have a look because there is a lot of little niche brands that are not niche back home that are niche here that are really beautiful and are really worth trying um, so so yeah and you know thank you so much for um, that chat you know I, I now actually want to go
0: back to France right now you make me <laughs> that's just- how <laughs> I feel I feel like I want to be you know sitting at any cafe you know not just of the famous ones at any cafe and just looking at people walking by and just admiring as you said the simplicity the joie de vivre and and just that very, very unique sense of style that you see in France. And it is beautiful. The French Beauty Co is a wonderful addition to the beauty landscape in Australia. And I just want to thank you so much for being on the show. It was a gorgeous conversation.
1: Well, oh, thank you so much for your time. It was, yeah, I had so much fun, you know, uh, chatting with you. And um, and I really hope, you know, that makes people want to try a bit more about friends. And it's the great thing. You don't have to travel. You don't have to go in a plane to experience friends anymore. You can just do it online and it will be delivered to your doorstep. So.
0: Thank you so much. Ageless by Rescue is brought to you by Rescue Me Academy. Reignite Your Relationship course. Love your relationship but miss the early days? You're not alone. This course will teach you how to identify your issues, stop the fighting, find what you need to be happy, re-spark intimacy and keep the lines of communication open. Join us at rescuemeacademy.com.au to learn more about the program and to download your first free lesson. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please share and rate this episode. I'd love that.